When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. And Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Let's drop the puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast with NBCChicago.com's James Navo and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Here I Chicago! Welcome into a completely impromptu edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago, and with me as always, but you know what? I can't really say that today because I'm staring right in the face of the one and the only Jay Zawoski. Jay, we are together in the basement in Homewood. We're doing an in-person pod today. Well, we decided it was long overdue that we had golfed together, so we went and golfed today at Coyote Run in Flossmore, and then we're like, hey, let's go out for some beers. And they said, you know, we're a block away from the podcast studios. We might as well go do a podcast. Um, we said, you know, what are we really going to talk about? Then the conversation shifted to the NHL network lists yep. of the top wings and the top goalies, and we were both fired up about it. So we said, you know what? Tickets go on sale Monday. We've got some news for the podcast listeners. We have enough to talk about. We can do this. We do. So we're going to do it. And there was the added benefit that I got to hang out with Addie and Hope, which was awesome. Like, I had missed both of them a lot. So, yeah, it was just there was no there was no good reason not to do it. Like, we were, like you said, right down the road. We got some beers in us. We're good to go, man. Yeah, man. We are ready. Uh, we took in Lassen's. Anyone that is from or around Homewood has probably been to Lassen's hundred times uh and uh we were it did not disappoint really fun night uh but a couple things before we get to the list some news um first of all we kicked off our gofundme page last week gofundme.com slash madhouse pod uh just like our patreon site which is patreon.com slash madhouse pod 
uh, all the proceeds raised there go to the podcast. And what does that mean? That means that if James and I need equipment, we can buy it. That means if we want to supply you guys with some tickets to Hawks games to raffle off or to give away in whatever way we see fit, uh, we can buy those tickets and not take it in the pocketbook mm-hmm. the way that uh, guys like James and I can't afford to do. <laughs> um, a lot of things. It means a lot of things. So uh, thank you for your support there. If you want to go check it out, gofundme.com slash madhousepod. Um, again, every penny goes to make the podcast better and more frequent and better for a better uh, reward program for the listener. With that in mind. Well, and I'm looking at all the stuff we bought with it, and it's all almost literally sitting in front of me, like the soundboard and the laptop. And the only thing that's not sitting in front of me is my pair of headphones. That's about it. Like everything else like that the podcast is funded is right here in front of me, and it's still blows my mind that we've been able to get this stuff to bring you like jay said a more frequent podcast and one that really sounds good like we have prided ourselves on sounding professional and it's working to me anyway and we're really grateful for all the support that we've gotten over the years from you guys definitely and uh the first bit of news we can share is we are uh fast approaching an in-person live broadcast at chuck's cafe we will finalize those details as they come but at that event we will have a pair of tickets for the Blackhawks uh, preseason finale. The preseason yeah. finale against the Boston Bruins to give away. We will. We are hoping to have a pair of regular season tickets in hand to give away that night as well. Um, we have a Marion Hosa jersey to give away. We have the awesome uh, Blackhawks beer tote that was made for us by a listener. Thank you, Paul Tobeck, for that awesome stuff. Yes, we've got uh, two... Uh, the game is called Pucks in Deep. It's the Cards Against Humanity of hockey. Um, so it's the same kind of game, but it's all hockey lingo. Very cool, very fun. And uh, who else knows what we might come up with by then? But that's the business end of things. Now let's get to the hockey part. Um, today, NHL Network releases its list of the top 20 wingers. Um, and I did not have a ton of problems until I really looked at it, woke up. Someone t- tweeted it at me very early this morning. My cousin... Uh, Matt Zawaski, who runs a 312 podcast um, on his own, um, said, <laughs> No help from us. Sent no. this to me and said, What do you think? And I said, Well, you know, Panarin at nine looks probably about right. Then I looked up the list a little bit. Did you look at number six by chance and go, Wait a minute, how is he that low? Yeah, Alex Ovechkin listed as the number six best wing in the National Hockey League. So you ask, Who's above Alex Ovechkin? Well, let's tell you. Let's tell you. <laughs> Number five, Jamie Benn. Okay. Yeah, okay, fine. I don't think he's better than Alex Ovechkin, but Jamie Benn is a very good hockey player. I'll take the argument. Yeah, sure. And the the way they are qualifying these lists are, we're going to go over the goalies here, too, in a bit. And we're going to get ragey, I think, with the goalies. Oh, we are going to get ragey. <laughs> uh, they're saying right now. So as of today, they're not looking at you know what happened five years ago or whatever you're looking at right now who are the best wings so number five jamie ben number four vladimir tarasenko okay i like i'm i like me some tarasenko we've talked often about how much we appreciate his game sure here's where it starts to get a little fishy for me number three brad marchand you've told me one person in the world that would rather have brad marchand then Vladimir Tarasenko, Jamie Benn, or Alex Ovechkin? Not I, sir. Not I. I don't think it's... And that is not knocking Brad Marchand, who I do think is a high-quality player. I just do not think there's any world where he's better than Jamie Benn or Alex Ovechkin or Vladimir Tarasenko. I just don't. 
No, you're. I, I can't. I think Brad Marchand himself would say, you know what, those guys are better than me. Yeah, and Marchand, I think, is kind of underrated. I feel like a lot of people, when they talk about the top forwards in the league, I don't think they bring him up often enough, honestly. And there is a difference. Like, you can be underrated and still be put too high on this list, and I think he is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's had two outstanding seasons, especially last year. He was great. No yeah. question but there's no way I'm taking him over any of those three names. Well, he's on one of the best lines in hockey. You're not. That's, that, that helps. Yeah, always. Uh, number two, Nikita Kucherov from the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, again, I would. I don't think I would even take Kucherov over Brad Marchand, honestly. Uh, 40 goals, 45 assists last year. I know, but uh, I still don't think he's the second best winger in the league, man. I still think I'd rather have Alex Ovechkin. I still think I'd rather have Jamie Benn. And that's not like saying, oh, Ovechkin's had a better career, yada, yada. I still think right now. Yeah. I still think, like, you can say Alex Ovechkin projecting out, I think could have a better season very easily than Kucherov. And that's not saying Kucherov's a bad player. It's just Alex Ovechkin is a freaking legend, man. No, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and number one, no surprise. None. The top winger in hockey is Patrick Kane. Duh, best. It's hard for me to argue that. It's and and I get like he had what eighty five points last year, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more than that. Like I think it was like thirty five or thirty eight goals. I think something like that he had. Patrick Kane had a very good follow up to a heart winning season and wasn't even nominated for the award. Shows you a how deep the talent pool is in the NHL, but b. He's a hell of a player. Even when you're game planning to stop him, you can't stop Patrick Kane. It's incredible. And I definitely agree with him being number one on the list. Yep. I can't take uh, much issue with that at all. So you've got the top six. Kane, Kucherov, Marshawn, Tarasenko, Ben, Ovechkin, uh, Ben and Ovechkin. Number seven is Joe Pavelski. Whom we everyone knows that we have, or at least I, have almost an irrational love for Joe Pavelski. I think he's... One of my favorite players in the entire NHL. I'd get a Joe Pavelski jersey, you know, tomorrow if the the opportunity presented itself. Uh, Patrick Line, number eight. Number nine, Artemi Panarin. I'm very interested that Patrick Line is at number eight. I feel like that's, like, I get it. Like Too he, soon? He's an incredibly talented player. I just wonder, is he really top ten already? It's hard for me to to get on board yeah, with that it's it's a little weird. Like I'd love I'd love him. I think he's fantastic and he's so fun to watch. Number eight, though, seems a little high. I agree with you. Uh, Panarin at nine, um, I don't have a huge issue with. I, I think do that's t- about fair. I take issue that he's ahead of Johnny Gaudreau. There I- he, that I will take issue with, yeah. Johnny Gaudreau, who honestly is one of the reasons why, you know, you should be upset that NHL players aren't playing in the Olympics next year because he'd have been a hell of an addition to Team USA. Uh, number 11, Blake Wheeler. A guy that's probably underrated by even another me American. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, really good player. Phil Kessel, number twelve. Max- oh, oh, Phil Kessel. Yes. We cannot let <laughs> this go without saying that he ate hot dogs out of the Stanley Cup today. And honestly, it's one of my favorite Instagram photos that I have ever seen in my entire life. Take that, Steve Simmons. Take that. Man, what a pudwack that guy is, by the way. Uh, Steve Simmons, not Phil yes, Kessel. Not Phil we Kessel. love Phil Kessel. Yeah. How could you not love Phil Kessel? Uh, number 13, Max Pacioretty. Number 14, Philip Forsberg. Now, there are see, a lot of Americans at that part of the list. You notice that? Pacioretty and Wheeler and all Pavelski and all those guys. Yeah. Do you like Forsberg more than Panarin? Probably not yet, right? 
Well, you, you say not yet. Like, Panarin hasn't been in the league for a shorter amount of time than Forsberg has. He's only been yeah. in the league two years. No, I'd, I'd say that I'd rather have Artemi Panarin than Philip Forsberg, yeah. If you had Forsberg on that line with Kane and Anisimov, would he have better numbers <sighs> than Panarin? Okay, yes. Yes, he would. But he also – he played in a very up-tempo system in Nashville. They played They played a more offensive game, I think, than people gave them credit for with him. Number 15, David Pasternak. Number 16, Cam Atkinson. One of my favorite guys in the league. I love Cam Atkinson. I do love me some Cam Atkinson. 17, Jeff Skinner. Another one of my favorites at 18, Wayne Simmons. Uh, you mean new new teammate of uh, Marcus Kruger and Trevor Van Riemsdyk, <laughs> Jeff Skinner. That's right. Uh, Wayne Simmons, though. Love that oh, dude. Oh, my fantasy stud. He is a fantasy stud. Oh, my God. And he's he exa- the best. Exactly what the Hawks need. Yep. Find a way, my friends. Number yeah. 19, TJ Oshie. That's interesting to me. But then again, we're getting to the point in the list where who else are you going to have on there? Well, Taylor Hall at 20 is too low. Okay, Taylor Hall should be higher than that. Like, Taylor Hall. I'm putting him around 15. Yeah, I I might even put him a little bit higher than that just because I feel like his skill set is so friggin' good. And the fact that he got traded just still, my mind is blown yeah. that Edmonton traded him. And I get Adam Larson is a decent defenseman. No one's – that Taylor Hall won that trade. Period. End of story. Yeah, for sure. He is a much better player than Adam Larson, regardless of like what your necessity is at the time. Yeah. A better player. Let's not pretend like it's even close. No. Because it's not. No. Well, that would also be giving Edmonton credit, and God knows we don't <laughs> do that ever. <laughs> well, you know, these lists are made to generate conversation. You know, and anytime any list is published, people are going to take issue with it. But, um, the Kucherov and Marshawn thing towards the top is number two and three in the league. That to me is just that's just fishing for and again we're not knocking those guys. No, they're great. We both think they're very good players, but are they better than those guys who are in the four, five, and six holes on that list? I don't think so. No, you'd rather have Tarasenko, Ben, or Ovechkin, or Pavelski over both those guys. I agree. So move those two down. Um, to like seven or eight, and I'm, I'm yep. more comfortable with it. I but. mean, even if you want to put them fringe top five, I can see an argument for having Brad Marshan at number five, maybe. Like, I, I get that. I do. And you can see the argument, but I still don't think they're number two and three in the league. I agree. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we will visit the NHL Network's top 10 goalie list and we will not agree with it as much as we did the forward or the winger list no absolutely not (laughs) and there's going to be an exclusion there that will well now that we're telling you it probably won't surprise you (laughs) Uh, no you're teasing it wrong man (laughs) i guess so before the break though i want to tell you about our friends at triple threat sports you can get your joe pavelski jersey from them you know and it will look outstanding they're the best place to go in town if you need your nhl jerseys lettered but I'm sure you know by now they're also the best place to go if your team needs jerseys. Whether you're an elite travel, high school, or college program that needs outfit hundreds of kids, or if you're a beer and pizza league team with 12 players, Triple Threat can put you in pro-quality jerseys at pricing you can't afford. Triple Threat Sports can work with you on every aspect of the job. Logo design, fitting, apparel for off-ice, you name it, and you don't have to be a hockey player to wear uniforms from Triple Threat. They can get uniforms and apparel for all sports, baseball, softball, football, lacrosse, and more. So for more info, call Chris at 708-478-6090. That's 708-478-6090. Or email him for more info at chris at triplethreatsports.com. Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it. When we come back, 
we visit the NHL Network's top 10 goaltenders right now. This is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Welcome back into this impromptu and in-person Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. We were discussing the top wingers in the National Hockey League according to NHL Network, and now... Now, we're getting into the real controversy, the real nitty-gritty, the real what-the-heck-were-they-thinking. The The top 10 goaltenders – I did the Rush Limbaugh thing there. The top 10 goaltenders in the NHL. Jay, do you want me to go over this list? Yep, you can can do the honors. Go ahead. We will start with number 10. We're going to do this backwards because we, in this outfit, are a professional organization. Yes. Number 10 – Nashville Predators, Netminder, and Blackhawks menace, Pecorine. I think that's, you know, that's fair. He's a top 10 goaltender. I'll give him that. He, he proved the hip injury wasn't really going to stop him last year. I thought he looked really good. I can deal with that. Number nine, I stopped dealing with it. <laughs> San Jose Sharks, Netminder, Martin Jones. Really? He's fine. He's fine. That's the point. He's fine. Like I don't, I don't look at him and go top ten goaltender. I look at him and go, I'm all right having him in net. But that there's a difference between that and oh my god, he's a top ten NHL goaltender. Like I need that guy. No, he's. I don't think Martin Jones is the kind of guy that's going to win you a series. Nope. Or win you a Stanley Cup. Nope. And they and I know like when the Sharks acquired him, that was kind of the thing with him was like he's never going to get a chance behind Jonathan Quick and yada yada. Like he's. You know, he needs his own his own space to blossom and to spread <laughs> his wings and whatever you want to call it. So, all right, number eight, this. Mm, I'm mad about this. Number eight, New York Rangers goaltender Henrik Lundqvist. He's a top five goaltender. I'm sorry. Yes. That's a dumb place for him to be. Seems a bit low for me. That That is low for me. I think this is nonsense. And I think when we get into the top five, people are going to know who could replace who he could replace in that order. Yes. Number 7, Edmonton Oilers netminder Cam Talbot. I like Cam Talbot. No relation to Max Talbot. He's not better than Henrik Lundqvist. He is not better than Henrik Lundqvist. He is a fringe top 10 guy. That's all I will say about him. I think that he he's in the discussion. I I think number 7's too high for him. Speaking of too high for him, Number six, Jonathan Quick of the Los Angeles Kings. He has no friggin' business in the top ten. I'm sorry. The only reason he'd be in the top ten is if you're doing the highest paid goaltender. That's it. Like, to me, it's so annoying seeing him constantly on these lists. And the only reason he is is to generate um, discussion because everyone goes, well, he doesn't belong there. I can see him as a top ten. I Nope. Top Sorry. six, no, no, and it, Jonathan Quick is the is the anti Corey Crawford. I will take everybody in this top ten besides him. I would take them over him, and then I would put guys like Corey Crawford in there ahead of him. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Quick is the uh, is the opposite of Crawford in that he has the narrative has dictated everything said about him. Yep. Right, despite what you're seeing, despite what you're watching on the ice, despite the results. His reputation is dictating where he's ranked and how he's talked about. Corey Crawford is the opposite. Yep. I he, almost threw my laptop the other day. Some Somebody brought up John – when they were talking about this countdown, they brought up Jonathan Quick and went, yeah, well, he has two Stanley Cups. And I was like, 
Yeah, so does Corey Crawford, you imbecile. And Corey Crawford's never missed a playoff. Yeah, if you're going to bring that up, then we're going to have to bring up that other stuff. Like, oh, he hasn't missed the playoffs. And, oh, he had a junk defense in front of him for two years. And, oh, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's very frustrating. And, And the fact that, you know, the NHL Network, which is supposed to be, this is the authority on hockey, right? This is the American channel dedicated to NHL hockey. You'd think they'd hire a hockey expert or two there. Because <laughs> anyone that watches hockey with a critical eye, with an eye that is objective, with an eye that is not just there to follow the narrative and advance the narrative, can see that Corey Crawford is a top 10 goalie without a doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Look at how many times this year did Eddie Olchek. By the way, we should get to Eddie Olchek. We are too going. In a little I bit. was actually just thinking about him. Yeah. Um, How many times in the first half of this season did Eddie Olchek say, that was a goalie win. That was a game that Corey Crawford stole for the Blackhawks that they had no business winning. Basically, until he had his appendix ripped out. It, it felt like it was like every other game. Yeah. And that's not an exaggeration. No. It, it really it was. It isn't. Like, he was a big part of the reason they got off to the start that they did. Like, it was because Corey Crawford was standing on his head. And that's probably what led to, like, the blood flow issue or whatever that caused his appendix to go nuts. I mean, we're not doctors here, but... You carry the team for that long, your organs are going to start taking a beating. All right, so Jonathan Quick, number six. Uh, Now we are in the top five. And this, Devin Dubnik. Devin Dubnik of the Minnesota Wild, number Number five. five. What do you think about that? First of all, spell your name right, you communist. It's not (laughs) Devin with an A. You either use an I or uh, an O. You do not use an A. Get out of here with your wrong vowels, Devin Dubnik. I just have to point out, too, that our listeners have probably noticed, but James is about four beers deep right now, so he's a little (laughs) bit more fired up than usual. No, it's because I'm in person with you, and you can see all the expression that I have in my face when I say these things. I do. I I don't have a problem with Dubnik at five. I think that he— No, I'm giving Dubnik crap. I I do like him a lot, and I definitely think he's one of the top uh, netminders in the NHL. Definitely has a top five uh, argument to be made. I just want to give him crap about his name. But if that's he's got, it, but if he's if he's in the top five, how is Corey Crawford not? That's my question. See, yeah, that's th- well. If he's in it, why isn't Henrik Lundqvist? Like that to me also is the other. Like if I'm looking at this, I go Henrik Lundqvist's a top five guy, and out of the guys who are in the top five, I would probably drop him. I would drop Dubnik out of the five. Although we're going to get to a guy who might also have an argument for that. Uh, Matt Murray is number four. Pittsburgh Penguins netminder Matt Murray. He who does not even have a full season's worth of NHL games under his proverbial belt is the number four goaltender on this list. Now, again, qualifying this, it's the top goalies right Right now. now. And he has two Stanley Cups. In a row. Yeah, which is It's a hell of an achievement. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he's also playing behind a terrific team. And he also was not the starting goaltender for the entire playoff. Right. So for me, it's hard to put him that high. Yep. Put him on the list for sure. Put him at four. I think it's a little high. Yeah. Top three, I think they nailed. I think top three, there's no question that they, you put him in any order and I think it's going to be right. So Sergei Bobrovsky of the Columbus Blue Jackets, number two, Braden Holtby of the no, Washington. No, number three. Or sorry, number three. Yep. Braden Holt. I got a little bit ahead of myself. Braden Holtby, number oh, two. Drunk. No, I'm not. And <laughs> if I'm no, no, I am not. Enough of your nonsense. He okay. who has an autographed bowling pin in his basement. Yeah, you're gonna criticize someone for. Why don't you go look at that bowling pin, pal? See some of the legends that have signed that pin. Like that, whom? That's from the uh, Score Bolorama. 
when I was interning. Oh, so Chet Kopik signed it. Who wants that? Doug Buffon's on there, my friend. You better watch your freaking mouth before I beat you. No, that one I will take. That is good. I will beat you upon the face and neck. I don't think anyone in their right mind would ever criticize Doug Buffon. Jerome Bettis is on there. Why on earth was he there? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was invited and he came. I don't know why he agreed to come. That's the Uh, point. Free chicken wings? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at my wall of fame. I should take a picture of it, but... Yeah, that's, that takes effort, though. Yeah, it takes effort. Anywho, Braden Holtby, number two. Correct. And Carey Price, the Montreal Canadiens, numero uno. No doubt. Those top three, they got right. The rest I, of it, I don't think there's any. Like, if they had had any of those three not in the top three, they'd have been wrong. But they did, so kudos yeah. where it's due. So they nailed the top of the list. Yeah, so, I think our big issue is that four to six range where it's like, okay, wait, what? Like. They they screwed that up a little bit to me. Well, you're seeing a pattern here in these lists where it's like, ah, oh, let's sprinkle some guys in a little too high so people talk about it, and that's exactly what they've done. They snubbed someone great in Henrik Lundqvist. They've overpromoted a couple guys that are that don't deserve to be as high as they yep. are, thus getting the conversation going. Look, I promise you on Twitter, no one's arguing about the top three. Nobody. No one's taking issue with that at all. But it's these other No, those guys perennially Jamokes. are Hart Trophy candidates. There's a reason they're the top three on the list. But you, you're going to tell me Matt Murray, you'd rather have him in your crease than Henrik Lundqvist? I will call you a liar. I agree. I, I, I will stand and accuse you of things, I guess. It's pretty harsh, man. <laughs> this guy's hammered. I I wish I was hammered, man. We we have been promising to do a drunk cast, and we have not. Yeah, we failed in that. I'm sorry. Yeah, we did. What? We plenty of time. Yeah, plenty there's time. plenty of beer in that refrigerator. We can do this. Damn right it is. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about Eddie Olchek, which we uh, teased a little bit ago. We're going to take a look at the Hawks schedule because tickets go on sale Monday at 10 a.m. That's Monday the 21st. Yep. The day of the eclipse. Solar eclipse day, yeah. So if the eclipse happens and you didn't buy tickets, you're probably too late. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, but before we break, I want to tell you about our good friends at Mariska's Restaurant, 604 mm. Theodore Street in Crest Hill. Family owned and operated at the same location since 1933. They've got the hand-cut products in their own butcher shop, including the steaks, burgers, and the world-famous Poor Boy Sandwich. They serve the highest quality of steaks, seafood, and chops, and numerous homemade items made fresh in-house, including their onion rings, which are outstanding, and the double-baked potatoes, the Icelandic cod, hand-cut on premises. They've got a full carryout menu, a full bar with craft beer, tons of craft beer, really great craft beer, bagel facilities for up to 110 people. So visit marishkas.com or check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash marishkas. That's M-E-R-I-C-H-K-A-S. They're open seven days a week and close only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. So you have no excuse to not go soon. They're not going to be closed again until late November. So plenty of opportunity for you to get out to Marishka's. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It'll be one of the finest meals you ever have in your worthless life. <laughs> I don't know why I took a shot at the audience. Always always a good thing to do. I take a shot at Cam Talbot and Devin Dubnik, and he's like, oh, you're drunk. And then he decides, yeah, I'm going to take a shot at the audience. Why not? Well, the deal is, if you've not had Marishka's, you've wasted your life. That is true. And you also have not been listening to the podcast often enough because I'm telling you, every time you do that read, I get hungry. Yeah. Well, we're going there soon, too. So yeah, rest assured, you will run into the podcast at some point at Mariska's. All right. When we come back, we will discuss uh, Adi Olchek's news, uh, bad news, sad news, uh, and look ahead to the Hawks schedule. Then we'll get to emails a little bit later. 
But until then, this is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to this edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. This edition. <laughs> like it's not a special one. We are in person and yelling at each other face to face. And it's been really fun and really great. But we would be remiss if we did not mention the news that came out recently about Blackhawks broadcaster Eddie Olchek, who unfortunately was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer recently. I believe it was last week. And... Obviously, Jay and I, we have a lot of fun on this podcast. We do a lot of just like poking fun at each other and just at the sport in general. And it's supposed to be a fun thing. But every so often when this kind of like real life stuff kind of comes in, it kind of it makes you realize how important it is to kind of like value the time that we're able to spend kind of doing this and having fun because it reminds us of what is important in life and how every moment is precious. And I know that I don't want to speak for Jay, but my thoughts and my prayers definitely go out to Eddie Olchek and his family as he starts to go through this process and as he goes through this process of kicking the crap out of this disease because I think we all know that Eddie Olchek is a fighter and cancer doesn't stand a chance against a guy like him. So definitely in my thoughts and prayers, and I've definitely been thinking a lot about Eddie and his family this week. For sure, and here's a statement he released on uh, August 8th. He says, I've been diagnosed with a form of colon cancer and am currently undergoing treatment for the disease. I've been working with outstanding healthcare professionals and expect to be back in the broadcast booth after I complete my treatment. Having the support and encouragement from my family, the Chicago Blackhawks organization, NBC Sports, and all my friends and fans means the world to me and will give me continued strength to beat this. My family and I appreciate privacy during this time as we focus our attention on my treatments. So there it is. Uh, don't know. A couple of people have asked me. I don't really know um, the severity, how far along it is, anything like right. that. Um, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the sentiment doesn't change. Um, all the best, Eddie Olchek, who has been a guy for me throughout my career at the score from when I, I would say my hockey thing, my hockey career at the score started the day Patrick Kane was drafted. That was the first time I was brought on air. That was the first time. Um, you know, I really got any opportunity to cover and talk about the team. And that night he reached out to me and said, you did a great job. Um, and that meant a lot to me and it stuck with me for a long time. There's a couple moments I've discussed too. uh, Bob Verde did something similar to me one day. And those two moments really stand out to me as kind of like validation of, wow, whenever I doubt myself as any sort of professional does in any industry, for sure. Uh, you have those moments of doubt where you feel like well, that podcast wasn't great or that segment on the radio wasn't great or mm -hmm. I haven't broken a story lately for whatever reason. I didn't bring the heat when I was, like, breaking down this Blackhawks, like, element of the team. Yeah, you always have those elements of doubt that come in, but then there's the consummate pros and the good guys like Eddie who will go out of their way, really, to make sure that you know that they, you know, see the work that you're doing and that somebody appreciates it, and it really makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? Absolutely, and there was no reason for him to do that. It was unprovoked. It's not like I said to him, hey, did you hear me? Did I sound good? <laughs> yeah, you just... were like, Eddie, I need your praise. Come on. Right. It was just, hey, I heard you. You sounded good. Keep it up. And that, that goes a long way. So yeah. um, Eddie actually texted me back. I, as soon as I got the email, I, I sent him a text. Didn't want to bother him, but wanted to let him know I'm thinking about him. He got back to me the other day and uh, very happy to just hear from him and see that he's doing well enough to get back to all the people that have written him and, and reached out. So best wishes to him. Again, a guy that I, um, when I would have a question about how I saw something or how I, you know, what did I think of this play, would always be a guy that no matter what time of day it was, if I texted him and said, hey, 
did I see this right? Does this make sense? Am I off base in thinking this? He'd always give me an honest answer. Yeah. No, you're on the right track or no, you're wrong because of A, B, C, D. Mm -hmm. And that's tough for a guy like me who never played, uh, you know, to get that insight from a professional, from a guy that was a head coach, from a guy who's a top analyst in the game to get that uh, is invaluable. And yeah. uh, he has taught me as much about the game as anyone. And I appreciate it. And I, I hope that he is back soon because uh, hockey is worse off without Eddie Olchek. Yep. You know, no matter what, you know, some fans sometimes get tired of him and Foley sort of doing a talk show. Yeah. I think it's great. And as he's you the said best. earlier, sometimes like the grab assery and like having fun element of it, they sometimes can get carried away or, you know, hammer away at narratives that you maybe don't necessarily agree with. But I think at the end of the day, the two most important things about Eddie is that he brings a player's perspective brings it eloquently and he's a really good genuinely good guy and I feel like you know those two things alone you know make it all the sadder that he's going through this but I still have all the faith in the world that he's gonna you know kick the tar out of this disease and he's gonna be back in that booth sooner rather than later well I hope you're right and I hope that we see him uh I don't know what the plan is even for him you know, this season, is he going to call games at all? Is it going to be half the year? Yeah. Uh, we don't know, but Eddie, I know you're listening. No, he's not. <laughs> um, take your time. And, uh, you know, when you're ready, you're ready. And I sure fans yeah, will understand. So, yep. all right, with that, let's move on to the uh, Blackhawks schedule. Uh, it's been out for a while, but tickets go on sale on Monday. And they just announced that today. Yes. So we, we are current with our news is what we are. So James and I were discussing uh, at dinner tonight, hey, if we're going to buy some tickets for our podcast listeners, what are some of the games or some of the opponents that we think fans would like to see? So what after we do this, we're going to set up a Twitter poll after James and I sort of talk it through live here on the air. On-air production meetings, yeah. always the best. We're going to post four teams, and whichever one you guys choose is the most interesting opponent. We'll do our best to get tickets to that game. If not, we'll go with option B, C, yep. D, and onward. Um, but one team you brought up that I agree with you is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yep. Uh, a really good young team that had a great season last year. You've got the added intrigue of Artemi Panarin. We've already talked about Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, but a team that's going to be a major player in the Eastern Conference for years to come. Yes, it's not an elite market. It's not a place that people think of when they think of hockey. But the Columbus Blue Jackets are an exciting young team. And now you have that added element with Panarin. I think that's a marquee matchup. Yeah, and then you can yell at uh, John Tortorella like I would do. So, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's a great uh, team to bring up. I feel like that would definitely be something that, you know, fans of the podcast and fans of the Blackhawks would definitely be into that. So the Blue Jackets definitely, I feel like, have to be one of those four teams that are involved there. Another team we brought up, the Vegas Golden Knights. First ever game that Vegas is going to play in Chicago. Um, I feel like that would be something that the hardcore hockey geeks among our podcast would, audience would definitely appreciate. So I definitely think that – I think Vegas should be on that poll for sure. Definitely. Uh, what about Carolina? We've not discussed them, but you've got a lot of former Hawks. You've got Tavo. You've got Kruger, you got oh, Van Riemsdyk. Tavo. And by the way, the hosts are not eligible to win these tickets. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> ah, I know you wanted to see Tavo super bad. One of these days, I'm just going to like go to Triple Threat and get a Tavo, Teravine, and Hurricanes jersey. And I'm just going to watch Jay melt into a, oh, that's so thoughtful. And, oh, it's such a cool jersey. And, oh, it's Tavo. It's going to be like this like cascade of emotion that I would experience watching Jay get that jersey. And it would probably be worth it to me 
Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate your undying love. <laughs> uh, so Carolina, I'm going to put on the maybe list. Yeah, Carolina is like option four, if that. So we definitely – they're in consideration, though. Now, the number one team I want to see next year uh, is the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, yeah, that I would make sense. I'm going to prioritize seeing them. Um, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisettle, two of the most – two of the young and exciting players around the league. Uh, obviously, McDavid, the defending MVP, that's a no-brainer. That's yep. a team I would definitely put on the list. So we've got Vegas. We've got Columbus. We've got Edmonton. Edmonton. Those are like the three, four, sure ones. Now, what do you think of the Red Wings, right? Is it still the draw that it was in the past? Do you think it's still something that people get excited about? when the Red Wings come to town or is it just kind of become, okay, here we go again. I, I don't think it's so much a question of like, do you get jazzed for a Red Wings game? Because I feel like everybody would. I feel like the question is, is there another team in the NHL that would get you more excited than they would? Like, would you rather see like, how about Toronto? Toronto. I was just about to say Toronto. I feel like if I was shelling out my hard earned money to go see a Blackhawks game, I would probably rather go see them play Toronto at this point just because of Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and the fact that they're one of the most exciting young teams in the NHL. I feel like that would be a really, really cool game to go to. All right. I'll present another option. I think we've eliminated Carolina. Yeah, I think Carolina's out. Montreal. Hmm. That's a great question. I still think I'd rather see Toronto, man. All right, so Toronto, Edmonton, yep. Vegas, and, and Columbus. Columbus. I feel like those are our four. I'm trying to think, like, would anybody else, like, even usurp that? Like, Pittsburgh, maybe, but the thing is, like, it's opening night. That's already a big enough deal on its own. It's not like I'm dying to see Sidney Crosby play in Chicago. I think I'd rather see some of those other teams, some of the newer blood in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, there's the obvious marquee matchups with yeah. Washington. Or and... if you want to go see him play Nashville again, which, by the way, did you notice that Nashville, the Blackhawks are done with them, I think, in January next year. And they don't play their – I think they play, like, their first game against the Blues in January. It's insane how weird. weird the schedule is next year. But, yeah. Well, the Blues are another team to consider. But, again, I think it just happens so often. Yeah, I think it – well, it's only twice next year. But it, the point is that you see them more often than you see some of these other teams. So, yeah, I, I would rather see Toronto than St. Louis for All right. sure. So, Toronto, Columbus, Edmonton, and – who am I forgetting? Vegas. Vegas. Yep. Those will be the four. Okay, I think that, I think that's good. We'll put that poll on our on our Twitter page at Madhouse Pod on Twitter, and we'll let you guys vote, and we'll do our best to secure tickets um, for those games. Again, we will, we will be sitting there on the day the tickets go on sale, refreshing and doing all that. So, actually, I'll probably just email the Hawks and give a credit card number. <laughs> but you can create the illusion if you'd like. <laughs> no, it, no, we no, we're going to go through so much effort, you guys. So much hell. So much hell for you. Hellfire <laughs> and brimstone. Yeah. So speaking enjoy. of which, another guy in the hospital right now. Much love to Ric Flair. Yeah. Woo. Oh man. Yeah, nature boy. That's uh. I saw somebody on Twitter wrote, "Dear death, you don't get Ric Flair. F off. <laughs> love the world." <laughs> I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree with that. Him and him and Willie Nelson. Ditto, man. Uh, yeah, you are yeah, not allowed yeah. to die, either of you guys. For so sure. Stick it out, hang in there. Uh, speaking of sticking it out and hanging in there, our listeners should do the same because coming up next, it's the beloved email segment. Their favorite segment. Where we will issue a free breakfast at Chuck's. And, of course, James has in front of him, in person, 
the hockey card bucket. I'm so excited. <laughs> I see the hockey card bucket. It's everything I hoped it would be. So he gets to choose this winner's this week's winner, this week's well, hockey card. Well, yeah, this week I get to pick the card you and do. you get to pick the winner. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right, when we come back, it's time for emails. This is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. The email segment, as always, is brought to you by our pals at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe. We're coming for you, Chuck's. Do you like food? Yes. Hell, you like food? Go to Chuck's and eat all the food you want. It's amazing. Everything there is great. Two locations, Burbank, 6501 West 79th Street, and in Darien, 8025 South Cass Avenue. Visit Chuck'sCafe.com for info and specials from both locations. Listen, I'm going to get serious here for a second. I, right? I feel the seriousness in the room. It's, it's all jokes aside, all hyperbole aside. Do you like barbecue? Of course. Do you like Cajun food? Oh, yeah. How about Mexican? Mm, yeah, love yeah. it. Well, Chuck's is the damn place to go then. They've got the best in all three of those, barbecue, Mexican, and Cajun. My favorites, the Saturday special. Listen, you've got to go on a Saturday. The Cochinita Pabil is outstanding. Barbecue nachos every day, jambalaya every day, but their daily specials are always outstanding. There is something for everyone at Chuck's. I say this all the time. My mom is the pickiest eater in the world and she loves going to Chuck's because everything she orders is delicious. If she wants it spicy, she can get it. If she wants it mild, she can get it. If she wants just some basic chicken fingers and mac and cheese, it's going to be the best chicken fingers and the best mac and cheese you'll ever have. They've got a huge craft beer menu. They've got the 120 Beer Club. Drink 120 beers, you get a picture on the wall. It'll be great. Catering services, banquets, and more. They've appeared on Chicago's Best and Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. So visit Chuck'sCafe.com or follow them on Twitter at Chuck's Cafe. To the emails. To the emails. Got a comment here. Not really a question, but a comment. Josh J. Fair enough. He says, may I submit the defunct Carolina, Carolina, <laughs> <laughs> California Golden Seals for a future Addie's Fashion Corner segment. Ooh. Thanks and love the show, Josh. Absolutely. You have submitted it, and we have both agreed that it will happen. And Addie said, Dad, I want to do my segment today. And I said, no, you were a brat yesterday. You do not get rewarded. I didn't feel like we were sharing all of that, but okay. Yesterday, I had to physically remove her from a party. Oh, geez. Yeah, because she was like, I don't want to leave. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, now it's time for me to Here be we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, 99% of the time, good little girl. Last night, not so much. <laughs> uh, email here from Shane Crosby. What's up, boys? Hello. Hello, Shane. Trying to secure an early spot in the fantasy hockey leagues. I'd be a rookie, but I'm trying to spread my wings and venture to new fantasy games other than football. I probably wouldn't even watch football if it weren't for fantasy football. Let me know, guys. Keep up the good work. Yes. Shane, we'll make a note of it. You'll be in. We always want to welcome more people into the fantasy league. Uh, boy, that's coming up soon, soon, too, huh? Yeah, it is. Man, we're going to have to figure out how we're going to get people in that league. How many should we do? We did two last year. I, that felt pretty good. Two felt good. I feel like if we go more than two, I feel like that starts to run the risk of we're like, I already know that I had enough of a problem keeping up with it last year. I feel like we do more than two. I'm not going to be able to do it. All right. We'll do two fantasy leagues this year. We should will we find, maybe do 12 teams instead of 10? We'll do 12. All right. Per league. Yep. 
and we're going to find a more interesting way to join this year, whether than other than like first come first serve. No, screw that, man. That's There's got to cool. be some randomness involved yeah. to it. Maybe, you know what? Maybe what we can even do is like we can like set aside a certain number of spots. And when we do our like live remote at Chuck's, like we could like do some kind of like contest to determine like who gets in, like who comes up with the best uh, fantasy hockey team name or whatever. And I like just that. like, yeah. Like maybe even have like one league be like, this is the league that if you come out to Chuck's that night, you know, you can win a shot in this league and then do the other league for people who aren't able to make it. I like that. Yeah. Good idea. Good thinking. I'm a genius. Email here from Burger. Ah, yes. The infamous Engine Burger, whom we gave his nickname. <laughs> yes. He says, I feel like we do this every year, but yet again, Corey Crawford is woefully underappreciated and underranked nationally. Wait, hold on. Should we bring out the list again? I already wiped my ass with that list. You shouldn't pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> is this just a product of an old trope and the NHL talking heads are mostly ancient thinkers and unwilling to change? Or is it just because he isn't a very likable character? I um, cannot put my finger on why he is so disrespected across the NHL Twitter sphere. I don't know what's unlikable about Corey Crawford. Yeah, what? Honestly, like he's so run of the mill. He's like, just like a dude. Yeah, he's a Canadian dude who talks like a Canadian dude. Like, I don't understand. Like, what else you want from him? I don't get it. Yeah. So I think your first idea is correct. Probably, because the second idea, it's like, wait, why wouldn't you like Corey Crawford? It feels like such a random guy to just go, you know what? I don't like that guy. He's, like, super quiet. He, like, is really unassuming. Like, nothing really unlikable about him. I that If it was that, like, he's unlikable, that would be total news to me. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so, because uh, this was a surprise podcast, not a ton of entries. <laughs> we did not. Uh, we did not ask for emails. So, I will go back. Why don't you pick out the card while I choose our winner here? Okay. I'd give it to Gingenberger. I yelled quite loudly, but I'm just so excited that I get to pick out a card. This is awesome. All right. I have picked a card. Let's see what you got. I have gotten. I'm trying to look at the back and see if I can see who it is. (laughs) These are the best ones. This dude literally, like, doesn't have a first name on the card. I'm so sorry to whomever gets this. He doesn't have a first name on it. Oh, my God. I have truly never heard of this guy. Okay, so the pinnacle. Which year is this? Even the 1995 Pinnacle cards. <laughs> they just put the player's last name on the front. The last name on the front? Rice. Rice. <laughs> you have to flip the card over to find out who Rice is. Steven Rice. <laughs> right wing for the Edmonton Oilers. I have to say, I have never heard of this guy in my life. I haven't either. Uh, 63 games in 93-94 for the Oilers. 17 goals, 15 assists, 32 points. 36 penalty. He's just a guy. He's a guy. And this is back in the 90s when scoring was happening a lot. Should we pretend that he's, like, related to, I don't know, Jerry Rice? Uh, sure. Simeon Rice? He doesn't look like either of those guys. No, he does not. Um, All right. Well, this, to me, is a perfect card to give Gingenberger. Absolutely. I think it's totally perfect. Yes. And he's got to get back in our good graces because he blew us off with the draft. Horrifically blew us off for the draft. Yeah, so we'll get him back, and he wins a Stephen Rice hockey card. Yeah. So enjoy that, Ginger Burger. Yeah, enjoy your rice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect end. 
What a perfect end. What it's a perfect so, end to a surprise podcast. So fitting. Gingerburger, yeah. if there's one card you deserve, this it's is rice. the one. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Remember, check out our GoFundMe page, GoFundMe.com slash MadhousePod. We talked about getting tickets for you guys for the regular season. We are using that money to get you guys tickets to see the Blackhawks play. So your donations turn into rewards for you. It's not going in our pocket. Every penny is for you or for us to bring you more podcasts. Nothing, no profit for James or I at all. So we appreciate any donation you can muster. The Patreon site is still live if you'd rather do a monthly donation thing. That's patreon.com slash madhousepod. Either way, we greatly appreciate your support. Uh, We welcome it. We love it. We love you. Thank you for listening. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast has been brought to you by Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Mariska's, and Triple Threat Sports. We will talk to you soon, probably when those new lists come out for centers and defensemen. Yeah. Until then, for my partner, James Naveau, I'm Jay Zawoski. Thank you for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. You heard that safe drivers get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw an ad for a vintage baseball cap, and now you find yourself checking the stats of that team's second baseman in 97, wondering why his stolen base total dropped after his rookie season. Wonder how much his rookie card is worth. Yes, they said it was easy to save money with Snapshot from Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com.